Hey folks, Heather Cox Richardson and Joanne Freeman here. Thank you for being members of the Cafe Insider community. This is Backstage, a special segment of the Now and Then podcast exclusively for you. We hope you enjoy it. So Joanne, do you remember the story of Patty Hearst? I remember the image, and this probably is clear during the episode, I remember the image of her with the gun. I don't know how much awareness, because we were, what, 10, 11, 12, around the time that this was happening? Well, of course, I was much younger. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. just stop. <laughs> her rumph. I guess a big rumph. We are the same age. Um, anyway, I don't know if, if the whole hostage thing sort of got into my consciousness, but the image of this woman, and I at least knew enough to know that she was young, with a gun, the fact that I still remember that kind of vividly, and I had, I think I had this feeling at the time that, like, she had become a bad guy. And that was as far, it was not sophisticated, but I think that was what the images said to me. If we're trying to think about what story we were getting, that image, apparently, I mean, certainly to 11-year-old me, said a lot. I saw a, per- a woman with a gun, and that was not what good guys did. I have no idea if it occurred to me that a woman with a gun was something strange. But I, I assumed that, you know, she was a quote-unquote bad guy, and I didn't know why necessarily she was in the news as much as she was, but that kind of was a little bit of a distancing thing, I think. What about you? You know, it's interesting. I, I, um, I would have told you I didn't remember much about it. I mean, I certainly knew something had happened because, again, there were the images and there were the stories on the news. I didn't understand what had happened, but it suddenly occurs to me as we're talking about it. Do you remember there was a whole bunch of literature that came out at the time about people who were taken hostage for one reason or another, usually for money? That was the era of uh, skyjacking and the idea that people would grab money or people for money and that this was like sort of the 1970s version of the 1950s quicksand, right? It was something that was always going to be out there and how one should behave if one were were taken hostage. I mean, obviously, I was not terribly concerned that this was going to be a big feature in my life in rural Maine. But I remember even as a kid being really interested in the interplay of the psychology of coercion, And especially coercion that was not, I don't want to say not obvious, but but psychological coercion. Well, but given that it's not obvious, how do you think that got through to you, the coercion component? I don't think it was the Patty Hearst case. I think it was just sort of that there was so much out there on hostage taking. And, And then, you know, it's so funny because I have always loved Shakespeare. I've loved Shakespeare, which is not an obvious thing for a kid to love, if you think about it. I mean, maybe it is, but one of the things that jumps out at me about Shakespeare is in something like Othello, the fact that he is really manipulated psychologically into committing all the murders he does. And I've just always been fascinated by the relationship between psychology and external pressure. And I wonder how much of that came from the fact that I was trying to figure out what the what the heck this meant, that one could be a hostage, and suddenly somehow get turned. What did that mean? So maybe it had more of an effect on me than I thought. It's interesting, because as we talk, what for no reason at all popped into my head 
is another memory from around that time period. And the 70s, and I couldn't tell you exactly what group of years, but bomb scares at schools were a huge thing at that period in time. And I, I vividly remember, you know, you got marched somewhere and put your head against the wall or you got marched outside. There were constant drills and there were like real bomb scares. So as we're sitting here talking about remembering Patty Hearst and my sort of simple like, oh, I guess she became a bad guy and whatever that means, my memory of the period, I suppose you could say my narrative of the period is about bad guys and good guys, right? Is about bad people threatening to blow up a school and that not being strange to me, right? It was not as though when it happened, I was like, you're joking. Someone wants to blow up the school. It was more like not another bomb scare. Where were you? Uh, you in in Westchester County. No, in, in Westchester County. Because it's funny. I remember bomb scares too. They happened in the high school. We never had one in my middle school. But again, <laughs> coming from rural Maine, my reaction and my family's reaction and my older siblings' reaction to those bomb scares was, oh, for God's sake, another copycat Yahoo. This is somebody who didn't <laughs> want to go to, you know, Mr. Price's class in physics. And there was always the sense that this wasn't real danger. This was some idiot being a, a weenie, you know. So there was there was less fear in that than the concept that that we had, you know, you know those guys. We right. had those guys. Although I think there was both for me, right? So on the one hand, you know, it was Westchester County. It was, you know, r relatively suburban and maybe where we were even a little bit rural, but still there was actual fear. You know, we didn't know everyone who was there. We didn't know what they were capable of. But on the other hand, kind of along the lines of what you said, even as a kid, some part of me would be like, oh, not another bomb scare. Not because I wasn't scared of it, but kind of, you know, horrifically a lot in the way that we see today and see it's another school shooting another school shooting, that as a kid, that was a thing that I kind of took for granted. It's a thing that happened. There were bomb scares, and they were like a constant possibility, and I don't remember being freaked out by that. Although I don't actually remember in the news or anything a bomb scare in a school that actually went off. I'm sure there must no, that's have been true. some. So, that's you know, really you true. you wonder about but I mean the comparison to today's school shootings really doesn't work because those are really happening. You know, I think about it now that I'm a historian and I wonder how much that again othering those people are coming after our schools, they're coming after this, they're coming after that ties into things like the Chicano movement, which is very active in this period, and which is about leaving the schools to demand that Chicano history gets included in U.S. history curricula. And that whole sort of wrapping up of, of pop culture and society and inclusion and challenging to the old guard, you know, maybe it's all part of the same story, but we didn't see it that way then, partly because we didn't have that information. We didn't have the distance. That th that, that is a moment when there were all kinds of mo movements and efforts being made to make things more inclusive than they had been or to fight against exclusive systems. And that at the time, just as you're suggesting, we didn't have the distance to see that in a sense, you could say school children were being symbolically held hostage as part of that. Now, these could have been like, you know, who the heck knows who these people were called in the bomb scares for these schools. But if it was part of the general climate, 
that there were people in movements trying to do things and we didn't know who they were and some tried to do it one way and some tried to do it another way and some might have been violent and some weren't. The fact that there are all of these potentially, and I think you're right, I don't remember a bomb ever going off, these threats of bomb scares, it does suggest in one way or another that someone who is making that threat is creating a narrative and in a sense is holding the school children hostage as part of that narrative, which is, I, I never thought of it that way before. We should do a podcast. We should. <laughs> Turns out we idea. learn stuff. I Yeah, I totally do. Well, we, of course we do. We do all the time. But it's really interesting how in the course of us talking so many times, one or the other of us has an aha moment and you can see it on our faces. Yeah, well, that's the fun of what we're doing, right? Yes. Um, it's, the, it's the synergy we got we got to get a real good rapport going for when we take our um, our our musical on the road <laughs> to sell our dating game, and I'll <laughs> sing the theme song. <laughs> there we there we go. You and you and um and newbie newbie. Thank you for joining us backstage. Be sure to write to us with your thoughts and questions at letters at cafe See, See you, you next time. time.